Welcome to From the Heart, a podcast where we are talking truths, taboos and triumphs. Hello everyone and welcome to From the Heart, where we talk truths, taboos and triumphs. Today we have Martha Mock here with us, who is a super confident coach and I am one of her um, students. Um, from a few years ago, we met um, oh, two, three years ago, I think just before COVID. Um, yeah. So, wow, that's actually been a lot longer than I realised. Um, but that's all right. Um, we've become really good friends um, along the way. And I know that what Martha does and some of the stories that she's got to share are just incredible and worth telling. So, Martha, would you like to give us a little bit of information about yourself and let everyone know what we're going to be talking about today? Excellent. Thank you, Alison. It's so lovely to see you having your own podcast now, sharing story of different women on how their journey have become. Like myself, I come from a very colorful background, being abused from a very young age, having been sexually molested by someone I trust. And also all of that have made me become a needy, greedy person that I chase for love, for that satisfaction. So I got married when I was very young, only age 21, but I stayed in that loveless, abusive marriage for 19 years. And no one know that before I come out of my shelf and starting to tell everyone my story, because who will be listening to me? Who wants to know? Isn't it a shameful to let people know that you're not as successful as you seem? It is something that I wanted to talk about today, how people always tell you that you have to fake it till you make it. Who have listened to that already? Isn't that what the society wants us to be? Yeah. No, it's not. All of that faking, pretending is what kept me trapped and that may be what kept you trapped. When you're not being able to be vulnerable, when you're not being able to tell your truth, and that's when we get into a state of lack of trust, lack of love and lack of worthiness because we don't feel like that we're worth anything. So on today's topic, I would love to talk about what is the big term under imposter syndrome, but let's make it a little bit simpler than that. Just no more faking it till you make it. I love that. And I just got goosebumps as you said that. Um, it's, you're so right, especially as women, where we're kind of told that we should have it together. Or you know, if we have a man that's paying the bills, well, you've got nothing to complain about. You know, what? why... You know, everyone around you and, and I, I know what it's like to have a husband that people from the outside looking in think is amazing. Mm. Um, and uh, I don't know about you, but I know for myself, I was trained to be the perfect wife. Um, mm. And that was because I got married at 17 and mm. I, I kind of was a wife longer than I was, you know, a child. And mm. it was one of those things that I just... I, I knew what made him happy and I knew what, you know, made him angry. And so mm -hmm. I just did what he wanted to kind of keep the peace in the house. And uh, like you said, it wasn't until um, our marriage, you know, ended and I left that people were actually saying to me, hang on, you know that that behaviour wasn't normal or okay. And it's funny, even when I think back, I remember all of my friends and family saying to me, you change when he's around. And I'm like, no, no, I do not. I'm just, this is just me. Um, yeah. But yeah, looking back, I can see the changes. And it was because, uh, 
you know, I thought that's what being a good wife and a good mother was. It was, you know, keeping our family problems within our home and and letting everyone think that we were this perfect couple that like, the amount of times we had people saying, oh, you know, that's the relationship I want, um, not knowing that behind the scenes it wasn't as picture perfect as what yes. people thought. I agree. And so many of us are taught to be pretending that everything is okay. Yeah. You shouldn't tell people that you're upset because you'll be a winger. Mm. You shouldn't tell people that you need help because it makes you weak. And when you finally ask for help and you could be asking for the people that you trust, like your relative, your immediate family member, and all you hear back is, oh, that's just how it's supposed a wife should be. All of those discouragements make you feel like that you are worthless. Yeah. It makes you look like that you're like a dust. Someone that who's, who's used to be not appreciated, not loved, and just being the role of a wife, of a mom, that the society, the world that wants you to be. I understand how that feels because I was one of them. Mm. Coming from an Asian culture, we're always been told that this is how you should be a good wife. This is how you should be a good daughter. This is how you should be a good sister. Without hearing our own voice of what I want at the end. And it took me 40 years to understand that, hey, I'm allowed to have a voice. I'm allowed to be able to share my message and I'm allowed to show the vulnerable side of me. And being vulnerable, it is the one most beautiful thing. And it is also the most scary step that anyone has to take. Oh, I remember the first time I have to share my story. I have to talk at such a deep breath. And I remember I posted on social media about my life. And then everyone was so supportive and telling me that everything was okay. And, I, and I'm so sorry what you have been through. And a lot of the time I would say to myself, there's no need for you to feel sorry for me because that's not what I'm looking for. What I'm looking for is for you all to know if you went through something like this, you do not have to fight it alone. It's because when we don't fight alone, our real power will be a lot stronger. Let's talk about something that I love sharing with people. Do you, have you recognized the difference between moving on and moving forward? No. How many times have you, have someone told you, just move on, you'll be a better person. Just move on, your life will be better. Just move on with your feeling. It's like tucking your feelings away. And when you hear the word move on, you're like burning inside listen <laughs> i'm like a b c d e how do you know how i feel oh my god you're not listening to me you're just telling me to move on yeah it's very dismissive kind of, isn't it it's kind of true that we should but i wish it was just that simple as picking up a mouse but it's yeah. not because we have put investment emotional into it so this is something that I said, and I love to share this point with all of you, is next time you have a situation that you need to move on, start changing your language to move forward, not moving on. Moving on requires willpower, and it pretty much rely on that alone. What does move on look like is, this is your past baggage that you have, all the pain, all the trauma, all the suffering that you have. Now you're ready to move on. So what do we do? 
we package it like Santa Claus into a really beautiful gift wrapping. Start carrying it on our back and start dragging forward while your eyes is keep looking at the past. That's called moving on. And every single time that you move on, you feel like your shoulder weighs a million tons. And every step you take, you require your willpower to keep going. And as we all know, willpower is very short-lived. Otherwise, why do we say that we go on a diet and the next day we book a buffet? Yeah. That, that is purely relying on willpower. So what do we should do with that? Because all that trauma and pain is there. How do we move on from that so we can stop pretending? So we can stop faking it till we make it. What we need to do is instead of wrapping it up like Santa Claus in a beautiful gift wrapping paper, is to realize that you need to acknowledge what have happened. All those things that have hurt you, all those trauma that you've been through, you need to stop lying to yourself and said that, yes, I was in that situation. I was a victim. I have been for that. Only that you have that recognition that you have the choice to put it into the filing cabinet and close the file. Give it the proper funeral it needs, give it the proper closure it needs, so it can be done, bury up, and say goodbye to. Once you can say goodbye to all the bad things that have happened, that's when you can look into the future on the other way and see that your future finally with excitement instead of I need to move on. I need to use my willpower. Just like me saying that I need to lose 10 kilo in two weeks. And it's not going to happen because that's pure willpower. And I'm not that strong for it. <laughs> so you see the difference into it. So once you have the proper burial and all your emotion can come down because it has its closure. It's funny thing. Woman likes closures. Men more, mostly can move on. But as women, we love having that closure before we can tell ourselves, it's okay, it's enough, we can move on. But once we move on, that's the one good thing about women. We have a choice to not looking back and we do that very well. Yeah, compared yeah. to men we actually have that little bit of advantage of when we are when our heart is spoken enough we really can drop it and actually move on and yeah. that's when the moment you can tell yourself that I'm ready to move forward not moving on because I gave it the funeral it needs or for all my pain and suffering and the second part of that moving forward is about taking action instead of just talking about it, like myself, keep saying that I need to lose weight, but not doing anything about it. But we all know taking action is so hard, isn't it? Taking yeah, that appropriate action. Yeah, yeah, it actually takes so effort hard. to, to because you get comfortable, right? You get comfortable yeah. doing what you're doing and, you know, uh, plodding along. And mm. yeah, when you, when you really decide to change things, it takes big action. Exactly. Lots of little actions, depending on what, what it is. Exactly. And I wanted to share these tips with people. It's like, okay, so how do I take an action? When you wanted to make an action, it must be related to your pain point, which is your why. So every single action that you take, you should ask yourself, why am I doing it? What is the reason behind it? Because that reason will begin to replace the willpower you need. So it makes it a lot more solid. It's like that you are, instead of pushing a free wheel trolley, 
you can start putting the petrol into your car so you can actually drive. It makes the process a lot more easier. Mm. So for all of us that who have a trauma to heal, who wants to stop faking it till we make it, first step is to acknowledgement, which is start coming from my two-second mindset shift. First, first step is to give it the acknowledgement, the acceptance, and the proper closure it needs. After that is the second step, which is action. But base that action behind your why and your reason. Then you will find the motivation to keep going every single day. Because we all know how to be better to ourselves. We all know that we shouldn't pick up that chocolate. We all know that we should take that extra five minute of walk. But we don't do it. Why? Because there's not enough reason to do it. We know it's good for us, but it's not our pain point at the moment. So we're like a fog sitting in lukewarm water because it doesn't hurt us without realizing that lukewarm water will boil us to death. But most of us won't actually realize that we are in this lukewarm water, slowly dying until the moment that we're completely cooked. So what do we do? We need to have that recognition to turn up the heat and let us realize, wow, this is hurtful. This is pain, okay? Like this is way too much and I can be at a better place. So we can start jumping out of that water a lot quicker. So, in, so instead of moving on, we can move forward with more excitements to go. And that's so true. I think that applies not only to, to um, I'm not going to say just women because mm. it's, it's not just related to women. Domestic violence mm. affects men, um, you know, just as much women. as it yeah. does women. Um, but if you're in that situation, yes, the what you're saying and those principles definitely apply to domestic violence victims. Mm. Um, but it also applies to people you know, who hate their job or, mm. you know, it, it it might be, you know, you might have toxic family members. Um, mm. I know that we're doing a podcast very soon on, um, oh, what's the topic? Um, oh, crap, I forget what it's called. Stay tuned. It'll be a good one. <laughs> yeah. um, that was not a deliberate keep you on the edge of your seat to keep you listening. That was just a genuine, my brain's not working. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you're right. I think it it really does. And I love the analogy of the the moving on instead of moving forward. And you're right. It does feel like we just pack it up in a nice pretty bow because to admit that we're still struggling with something, um, you know, the, the often, I know when I was a military wife and, you know, we, well, all of us wives kind of got quite close because our husbands mm-hmm. would be deployed together. Um, and from outside people, you know, when we would say, God, it's so hard, you know, we're, we've got the kids and, you know, he's been away for six months, you know, he's not coming home for another four months or whatever the case is. The amount of people that would say, but you chose this life. You chose to be an army wife. Um, and God, I love smacking back at that because I was actually married with kids before he joined. But to uh, a lot of my friends that met them after they joined, it was, but you knew what you were in for. Don't know what you're in for in any situation until you're in it and living it yes um and it still to this day makes my blood boil and I think it's one of those things that especially military wives faking it till you make it is exactly what they do to get through you know you've got to keep life going um and single parents you've got to keep life going no matter what's going on with you and I think it's so important 
as a person, not just as a parent or as a friend or as a daughter or a sister or whatever other hats that you wear, I think just for us and our mental health, I think actually acknowledging the pain, whether it's, you know, that I really actually do secretly hate my job. Like it makes me mm. miserable to have to go there every day. Mm. Or that person that I have to go see every Christmas time, you know, really drains my energy and I never mm. feel good after that. I mm. think putting our ourselves first and addressing all of those things about a situation is the only way to, well, I was going to say move forward, um, you know. It's true. What you said. And yeah, I don't it's think that's, yeah, it's not a bad thing, I think. And that's what this podcast is about, right? It's about shining a light on those topics that we don't talk about and, mm. and having those feelings. Like I know um, myself, I, I will often say, and people will often hear me throughout this whole series, that um, I've always taught my kids that I love you no matter what you do. There's nothing that you could do that would make me not love you, but me mm. liking you is dependent on you. And that mm. was a boundary that I was setting with them from toddler age that, it's okay to need to step away sometimes to be able to look after yourself because as the parent um you know if I don't look after myself I I can't I'm no good to anyone else and I think that applies to everyone whether you're a parent or not I think you really and I mean mental health is becoming such a more spoken about topic now that we really do need to keep shedding a light on it and sharing all of our experiences because Mm. It's something that's so individual for for every person and it's something that's always going to be evolving. There's always going to be something happening in life that, you know, you you need to be able to get off your chest. Otherwise, it just boils and snowballs, you know, like the old, you know, one little snowflake that starts falling down the hill that turns into a landslide. Um, So talking about your feelings and acknowledging them, like you said, I think that's huge. So. What would you suggest? So to, to anyone coming, I know you do coaching um, and we'll talk about that um, a little bit more soon, but from that kind of um, space to someone that either is struggling in silence um, and might be listening, what are some of the steps that they could take straight after listening to this episode to start that healing process for themselves? The first thing is like I use everything that I coach is based on my two-second mindset shift. A lot of people think that healing and changing takes a long time. I say, no, it doesn't. It doesn't happen in your brain in that milliseconds that you realize that you need to do something about it. It's we human will only feel something when they are at so much pain and they're willing to get out of it onto it. It's that moment when you have enough of being a victim that you decided to be a creator of your life, and that's when things starting to change. So acknowledgement is definitely the one thing which takes a second. The second one will be starting action about it. A lot of us that who are in a victim mentality, that we like to whinge, complain, uh, gossip about it because we are seeking an agreement uh, from other people. We're seeking a validation that we are in a hole. So when other people tell you that, yes, you're in a hole, you tend to dig out yourself in even better because it feels good to be recognized. It feels good to be heard. So Instead of realizing that is an understanding and acknowledgement, we tend to, oh, someone validate us, we start digging even higher, harder into the hole. And then you're like, one day before you know it, the hole is too deep for you to call out. 
So what we have to realize is once we have that acknowledgement, we need to give it the proper closure it needs. If not, the holes just go deeper and deeper and deeper, and it's no ending. I always say to people, you are sad right now. Your boyfriend just leave you. Your husband just cheat on you. And uh, the, the parents that who just said a really horrible thing to you that to hurt you, guess what? You're the only one here crying. They're over there having ice cream, having a holiday, having the time of their life, and you haven't even popped up in one second in their mind. So what are you doing to yourself? No one else is doing that to you. Yes, they probably contribute into putting you in that hole, but you have the right to call out and stop thinking about how much pain you're in. That decision is in your head. So you need to realize that you have the power to change this mindset over and giving it the closure it needs so you can move on, move forward to the next step instead of moving on, definitely. Just move forward into it. We all, I see people keep staying in pain for over 10 years in their life over maybe someone that they lost in, a boyfriend that they broke up in life. And I understand that pain that they could cause you. The pain doesn't come from how much they hurt you. The pain comes from how much you invest on it. So at the moment, if you're still investing on that pain, such as whinging about it, talking to people about it, doing all this thing about it instead of healing, you will realize that you continue to invest that energy in it. Until you stop investing energy and cut it off, that's when you started to become the healing stage, the grieving stage, and then moving on to be, become the creator of your mind so you can think about what you're going to do next. So realize that first that you are in power. Everything that you do, you're in control. No one else can hurt us without us giving a meaning to it because everything has two sides. I can tell you right now, Erson, you look amazingly beautiful. I love your face. I can tell you that in a very positive way, but when you're in a negative mindset, you will probably think, oh, she tell me I'm beautiful, but I'm still not as pretty as uh, someone, K Katy Perry, for example. Yeah. I'm still not as good as someone else out there. But I already tell you that you're beautiful enough and that's what you crave for but you were actually listening because you decided that you're not as good as someone else mm -hmm. and no one else can decide that for us. And that's when confidence come in. I always find that confidence is in such everything that we do in life. It's coming from our workplace. Uh, if you're not being able to speak up, or in your workplace and you're not being able to share your ideas, feeling like that, oh, I don't want to look like an idiot. That is your confident issue. Mm -hmm. In your self-worth, if you keep telling yourself you're not pretty enough, you're not thin enough, you're not gorgeous enough as another person, then that's insecurity. That's also confidence issue. And in a relationship, the fear of missing out, the fear of losing him is also an insecurity issue that's come from your confidence. Because if you're confident enough, no one else can leave you without you agreeing that they leave. And if you don't give them that permission to hurt you, they can never do. Because no matter what they say, 
you will be able to turn it into another funny sentence. It's like that I said to my partner sometimes, it's like, oh, I'm the most gorgeous person. And then he would say, nah, you're not really like that. Oh, uh, you talk funny. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, great, because there's only one me in the world that talks like this. I am very unique and special. Isn't it funny that when one sentence that it could be going downhill, but I was able to pick it up into uphill only because I was in a good mindset. so having that confidence help you from the basic level of all the human need Mm -hmm. all the self-love you need all the self-worth that you need then you can build everything else on top of it like insecurity overcoming imposter syndrome all of those things that you can go one layer by layer it's not a one click fix I always say two second mindset shift is a mindset shift it's not a two seconds mindset fix because it takes a lot more healing and progress to do that. And the good thing is, it's not as hard as what we think. The first step is always the toughest because it takes bravery. But I'm not asking you to do bungee jump. I'm only asking you for two millimeter shift. And based on the two millimeter shift, the next step you take, it will be a lot easier. Yeah, I think something else um, that comes to mind as well is misery loves company and I think when we're when we're in that hole like you were saying um we tend to want others you know not just their validation but come down with me and let's you know kind of complain and and yeah just I think people need to be careful that they're not the one that's dragged into someone else's hole um I think being a good friend and being supportive is you know an incredible thing to do but just make sure that you're grounded enough that mm. you're actually helping pull someone out mm. and you're not the one being pulled in because exactly. that's that's dangerous for everyone um and I agree with that yeah it's it's something like I've fallen into that trap too I you know openly admit you know you you go to help someone and then you know it, it's contagious um mm. you know that you start thinking like them and and you do you fall right down into the hole with them but you know scrape that dirt off the walls and throw it on the ground and step on it and build you know get yourself out of the hole one handful at a time um mm. I think it's really important and it, it it is it it's it's something that you can do yourself mm. but it's so much easier and so much more um gentle if mm. you've got someone there to help get that handful by handful you know to step yes. on it and get out of So I completely agree. I think faking it till you make it is, I think it might be like the old school way of thinking almost now, Mm. you know, as, as time goes on and we understand more about mental health and the effects and the dangers of not dealing with it. Um, I mean, I know last year there were, I think two different teenagers from my, my child's high school that committed suicide. Mm. Like these are kids aged 12 to 17 Mm. and they they feel like they've got, nowhere else to go and they've just got to end things and I hear Mm. things on Facebook all the time about you know kids that are are videoing it because they're bullied so bad Um, and you know even with bullying that's what those kids do they just try and stay strong and and try not to let the bullies know how much it's hurting them Um, and they just put on that that mask of I'm fine Mm. when they get home and their parents say how is they fine you know Mm. they they mask it and I think it's something that, um, I, look, 
first one to put my hand up and say I have no idea what the solution is when it comes to bullying and, and teenagers. Mm. Um, but there has to be something better than what we've done in the past because it's mm. with with social media now, it's so much easier. Like you would never, like when you and I were children, we would never walk up to each other and say, I wish you'd just go and kill yourself. Or, mm. you know, you are so ugly. I can't believe that, you know, you can stand mm. to be in this room today. These horrible, horrible things that are coming mm. out of these kids' keyboards, you know, they would never say that to mm. someone's face. And, yeah. you know, it's not... I know back when I was younger, it was all considered, oh, we're building resilience. Mm. You know, it's, it's building resilience in you. No, it's traumatising. Like It, it is. It, you're setting me up for when I'm an adult to have that as an insecurity before I've even mm. gotten there. So mm. it's no wonder that adults, you know, uh, and the I can only imagine when this generation of, of teenagers become adults, what mm. they're still going to have from those years of their life because yeah. they they just like you said they're told to get over it it'll be fine yeah. you know, high school will finish and you'll you'll get a job and you won't think about it again yeah that's not true I think it's like you said it's just wrapping it up and adding it to the load um mm. so if you've got teenagers and and this isn't just for adults what we're talking about mm. um if you've got children that you know or that you can sense something's happening with and that, you know, there, there might be bullying at school, there might be, you know, bullying online, um, you know, just start the conversations. Have the conversations about, you know, use us as an example. You know, I heard these ladies talking the other day about, you know, people that, you know, uh, that end up with so much baggage mm -hmm. that they, they feel like the weight of the world is on their shoulders. Mm. have you ever felt like that have you ever been in a situation where somebody made you feel less than what you are mm. because I guarantee you you're going to and look they might say no 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 but if over time it becomes a normal conversation where they feel safe to open up you're going to be helping them in the adult long run because mm. you know here we are with our own traumas and mm. we know what it's like and if someone had if like let's let's face it if someone had told us 10 years ago that we just needed to face it head on and accept that this is our past and that we no longer want to live there. We're looking forward and this is the direction we're going. We don't need to look back. Mm. Take the lessons and, and learn from them, but we're not going back there. How much better would the last 10 years of our lives be? Definitely, and especially now with children. It is true that as a parent, a lot of us actually went full stop. Yeah. A lot of us that who have been for a certain type of trauma, but because we haven't dealt with it, we don't know how to teach our kids how to actually deal with it. So mm -hmm. we're not actually being able to set an example or give them the tools that they need to actually go and handle those situations. And it's not our fault that we don't understand that. Yeah. I wish that someone told me mental health doesn't mean that you're crazy. Doesn't mean that you're seeing a psychologist. It means no, that you're yeah. weak, you're useless, and you're worthless, and yeah. you're a loser. I wish those label wasn't on when the time that I needed for help. Otherwise, why why do I need to fake it till I make it? Until I was at the breaking point, I didn't need to do that. I didn't need to know that it built up so much anger and resentment in me, and I would start attacking people because I was worried that I will get hurt. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't have the tools to deal with those things. 
And now that we have, and, and I'm grateful for the society, are accepting the fact that mental health is important. Uh, podcasts like From the Heart is telling people what are the real story of everyone faces. Hey, look at them. They are inspiring. Not the fact that they are some celebrity that you may see on TV. It's just the fact that they are average people that who are making for a daily chore that they come back from hell and can talk about it. Yeah. And when you have the power of using your voice and to acknowledging what have happened, so you can put a closure to what you've been telling yourself, you will have the freedom, the capability to fit more in. Because it's like a cup that we fill. It doesn't tell you this cup is only can take positive things. It doesn't say that. It will put in all the positive and the negative together and sometimes more negative than positive. But when we are more cautious about what we're putting into that cup, just like what we said, uh, we cut down on uh, negative uh, comments. We don't put meanings to other people's comments. We start into using tools to make our mindset stronger. So no matter what they say, we would turn that sentence into a positive thing. That is when you can build up your cup with more positive things. So when you need it, when you look into that cup, you have more tools to actually overcome what you have to see. And I think that's what you are doing here. That's what we are doing here, trying to give people tools. We're not trying to tell you what to do because every single situation we say you have in life is different. One thing is not the solution for all, but at least that is one tool that you can pick to use when you needed the help. Yeah. And I just wish that all of you who are listening today, if there's something going on, go and reach out to someone, go and talk to people because you will never know what benefit you can get from just speaking with someone. And you never know what somebody else is going through too. Um, mm. you know, even your closest friends, maybe you opening up that today I, I felt like a crappy mom or a crappy wife because of ABC is going to give them that little opening to say, oh, I've actually really been struggling with that too. I didn't know what to what to do because I, you know, I, I thought I was alone and I don't, you know, I don't know how to fix it. So you never know that, you know, you taking that first brave step and saying, look, I really need to talk to you about something. Yeah. You might end up helping heal somebody Someone else. Someone else. Definitely. And, and, and in saying that, like, I'm not saying that just talk to the people down the street that you just met two minutes ago. <laughs> it's, it's more about finding the white right person and having the white right people in your circles to be comfortably sharing on. Okay. Because yeah. otherwise, yes, you are putting it out too much. Then yes, you are bound to get hurt. That's just how it, the society is, but it's, better that you find the white people people that may have been for what you've been for that's the first really good people to go to um the second people will be people that who have known you and understand you for a long time that's a really good one to go to, to. a third type of people will be professional like myself my Alison here we are trained in the area to talk to you in a certain way that so we can manage your triggers we give you tools to overcome your um traumas that you have that's how you can actually become better yeah wonderful um i mean we've had a really deep discussion today this has been amazing so for anyone that's listening if they want to get in touch with you what is the best way to to get in touch i have i am all over social media and today i'm going to give you guys a gift i have written a book 
core uh how to be a super confident woman so i'm gonna share that link with allison you guys can download it and in the download link if you do feel like that hey i really love to have someone to talk to there's a booking link in there that you can reach out to us and the first call is free i just want to listen to your story i just wanted to see how can i support you because what i do yes we want a business but your happiness really means a lot because when you're happy, you can share that happiness around and the world will become one better place at one person at a time. Oh, that's an incredible offer. Um, now, one last thing before you go, and I ask every guest this, is what is your biggest tip when it comes to resilience? What does resilience mean to you? And what is your biggest tip? My resilient mean to me is that I don't validate what other people say to make me feel better or worse. What other people say is their opinion, their way of feel. They're allowed okay. to do that. It's okay that they're wrong, but you know. <laughs> it's completely okay. Like whatever they say, because the first thing you have to remember is do they pay my bills? No. Do they clean my toilet? No. Okay. Do they even wash my dishes? No. Why should I care? It's simple as that. What other people say, respect their opinion, but you don't have to take it on. Do it your way from your heart and from your education and learning. I always believe the right education and the right learning can help you become a better person. So use that as your guideline, like something like NLP, neurologic programming. That sort of training can help you to see the world in a more positive light. So use that sort of tool to help you to see what other people say better and see through what they're saying. And the truth is what other people said to you, as long as they don't pay your bill, they don't clean your toilet and they don't even do your dishes, you don't need to worry about it. Yeah, so true, so true. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It's been absolutely amazing as always. I mean, we chat often anyway, but yes. uh, it's love to get, lovely to get this um, down for everyone that's listening. So uh, if anyone would like to get in contact, the links and that incredible offer to Martha's book um, will be in the description of the podcast. Um, and until then, um, we'll see you on the next episode where we talk about things from the heart. Please be advised that this podcast may contain triggers. If you find yourself triggered by any of our topics, please reach out and seek help.